I'm Candace Clark, and this is No Empty Chairs, Episode 17, Likening. Did you know that you can have a great relationship with your adult children, even if you have faith differences? My name is Candace Clark. I'm a mom, a professional certified life coach with advanced certification in faith-based coaching, and a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. If you're willing to make more room for difference in your family and your church, I can show you how. Let's go. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me today. I'm glad you're here whenever you are and wherever you are. For me, as I'm recording, it's a Saturday morning that has negative temperatures outside, so I'm hoping not to leave my house today. But I'm glad you're here today, and before I dive into my topic, I wanted to let you all know that there's a new resource on the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints website called Helping Others with Questions. It's on a page called Topics and Questions, and there are several short essays dealing with different aspects of helping others when they don't believe the same as we believe. Maybe we'll talk about these on future episodes, but I wanted to let you all know that they're there so you can go read them and find some more support for how to manage situations with your kids who don't come to church. For today, I decided I'd talk a little bit about the Book of Mormon as it is our course of study in the Sunday School this year. Really, I just had some thoughts that I wanted to spend some time with. Some of them are about the purpose of the Book of Mormon, spoiler alert, It's to help us get nearer to God. And some of my thoughts are playing around with Nephi's story and what I can learn when I look at it in a way I haven't looked at it before. When I step away from the binary good guys and bad guys, and when I cast myself in a different role, I can learn new things about ways I have to grow to get nearer to God. As I was listening to some chapters from 1 Nephi this week while I was on the elliptical machine, a thought occurred to me that has never occurred to me before. It made me think of a verse that comes along a little later, 1 Nephi chapter 19, verse 23. In that verse, Nephi says he reads to his brethren many things written in the books of Moses, and because he's trying to more fully persuade them to believe in the Lord their Redeemer, he reads to them Isaiah's writing. And 1 Nephi 19.23 is where he famously says, I did liken all scriptures unto us, that it might be for our profit and learning. I wonder if there's something particular about likening and Isaiah, because later in 2 Nephi chapter 6, verse 5, Jacob talks about likening Isaiah's words to his audience, because his audience is of the house of Israel. But today is not the day for me to talk about Isaiah. When I was in seminary in the late 1980s, Much was made of this idea of likening. It seemed to be a practice my seminary teacher would come back to again and again. It came up in Sunday school too. I think it's a useful practice to find ourselves in the stories of the scriptures. For years, I've remembered a particular talk a mission president's wife gave, and I wasn't even there for the talk. I think she must have also written about it in her book and maybe even shared it with me in conversation. She told about her realization that for a long time she had always identified with Nephi in her study of the Book of Mormon. I will go and do the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Growing up in the church of Jesus Christ, we come by that idea honestly. If we remember the song Nephi's Courage, 
Primary children identify with the role of Nephi and sing, I will be courageous and I will reply, like Nephi, I will go, I will do the thing the Lord commands. I know the Lord provides a way. He wants me to obey. And that's a really useful idea that God will help us and wants us to succeed. But this woman talked about how it broadened her understanding and increased her growth when she acknowledged the truth that sometimes she is not Nephi in the story. Sometimes there's something or someone she doesn't believe, and so she doesn't act the way Nephi acts because she doesn't believe the way Nephi believes. Sometimes she's Laman or Lemuel or Sam in any given story in her life. And as a young adult hearing this idea, I realized how useful it could be for me to recognize what role I am playing in any given circumstance of my life. At the time, I thought it was useful for me to recognize this only because then I could stop playing that role and go back to the Nephi role. Now, I think it's more complex than whether I'm the good son or the bad son. Now, I think it's useful for me to notice when I'm in a layman or Lemuel role so that I can be aware of that and have compassion for it. It's true that as soon as I realize that I'm acting in a way that, for me, is not consistent with my values and highest desires, I can do it differently, and I want to do that. But I don't want to do it from a place of condemnation for myself or for anyone else. I want to do it from a place of compassion. When I have those layman or Lemuel experiences, and I can see why I was acting that way with compassion for how hard it is to be a human being, then I am better able to access that same compassion for other people who I tend to want to judge as, quote, doing it wrong. What if there isn't really such a thing as doing it wrong? What if we all came to earth to do it wrong and thereby to develop compassion, to expand our capacity to feel the love of God for ourselves and for everyone around us? And what if there really is rest in the reality that there is nothing we can do to change God's love for us? I have found that the more I can access the love and compassion that God placed within me, the more it grows. When I feel safe in that love, I make better choices. And when I don't feel safe because I am somehow disconnected, life is a more challenging experience and I don't always hold to my values. Anyway. This idea was new to me as a young adult, that I could liken myself to someone in the story other than Nephi, and that it might be a good idea for me to do that. So I don't think we have to liken the scriptures to ourselves in the exact way Nephi likened, or necessarily to liken ourselves to him. He was showing us a tool that we could use to help us grow closer to God, to become more like Jesus. I keep reminding myself that that's the point. The end goal is not for people to believe the Book of Mormon is true or for them to go to the temple or even just to show up at church. The end goal is for people to become more like our Heavenly Parents, to feel the love of God for ourselves and for everyone around us. There are a lot of avenues toward that goal. I remember one time my ward got a new Sunday school teacher. I was describing to them my experience of their predecessor. It was a kind of scriptural news of the weird every week. Sometimes I found it amusing. Sometimes I found it confusing. Sometimes I found it annoying. 
depending on what I was thinking about it on any given Sunday. I didn't understand why the teacher chose to focus in the way that they did, and I had a different goal for my Sunday school experience than the teacher did. I told the new teacher that I would often leave that class thinking, how did any of that help anyone live the gospel of Jesus Christ better? So I try to remember that question when I take scripture and other inputs into my mind and heart. How does this help me live the gospel of Jesus Christ better? Joseph Smith said a man would get nearer to God by abiding by the Book of Mormon's precepts than by any other book. So that's the explicit purpose, to get nearer to God. Well, back to my epiphany on the elliptical machine. In my mind, it was a series of thoughts in the form of statements and an almost visual sense in my mind of viewing the story literally from someone else's perspective. I'm sharing it with you as a series of questions you can ask yourself. What can I learn if I try on a different role in Nephi's story? What if I'm not anyone in Lehi's family? What if my child who has stopped coming to church is the Nephi of their story? And I am the people of Israel in Jerusalem holding on to rules and traditions, some of which fuel the dwindling and perishing of my child. How does that change what I think needs to happen next? How does it feel to look for the ways that I have been the person standing in a large and spacious building in the attitude of mocking and pointing my fingers at people having a different experience than I am having? More and more, as I consider my children's lives and the goodness in them, I realize that occupying a chair in Sunday school is not the only way to be filled with the love of God. Remember, there are no empty chairs. Hey there! If you enjoy this podcast, or even if you just find that it piques your curiosity or makes you think, please follow it and share it with your friends. Your rating and review makes it easier for others to find it. If you're ready to make more room for difference in your relationships with your children, I can help. Click on the link in the show notes to schedule a free conversation with Candace, the coach for moms whose kids don't come to church, or go to my website, CandaceClarkCoaching.com. You can also find me on Facebook, Candace Clark Coaching. Thanks for listening.